Hello, welcome to the podcast Catechism with Father Neil for today, the August 2nd episode of the podcast. And today we'll be looking at numbers 1716 through 1724. Article 2. Our vocation to beatitude. 1. The Beatitudes, 1716. The Beatitudes are at the heart of Jesus' preaching. They take up the promises made to the chosen people since Abraham. The Beatitudes fulfil the promises by ordering them no longer merely to the possession of a territory, but to the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. 1717. The Beatitudes depict the countenance of Jesus Christ and portray his charity. They express the vocation of the faithful associated with the glory of his passion and resurrection. They shed light on the actions and attitudes characteristic of the Christian life. They are the paradoxical promises that sustain hope in the midst of tribulations. They proclaim the blessings and rewards already secured, however dimly, for Christ's disciples. They have begun in their lives, in the lives of the Virgin Mary and the saints. 2. The Desire for Happiness 1718. The Beatitudes respond to the natural desire for happiness. This desire is of divine origin. God has placed it in the human heart in order to draw man to the one who alone can fulfill it. We all want to live happily. In the whole human race, there is no one who does not assent to this proposition, even before it is fully articulated. How is it then that I seek you, Lord? Since in seeking you, my God, I seek a happy life. Let me seek you so that my body may live, for my body draws me from my soul, and my soul draws life from you. God alone satisfies. 1719. The Beatitudes reveal the goal of human existence, the ultimate end of human acts. God calls us to his own Beatitude. The vocation is addressed to each individual personally, but also to the church as a whole. The new people made up of those who have accepted the promise and live from it in faith. 3. The Christian Beatitude 1720 The New Testament uses several expressions to characterise the Beatitude to which God calls men. The coming of the kingdom of God, the vision of God, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God entering into the joy of the Lord, entering into God's rest. There we see, there we shall rest and see, we shall see and love, we shall love and praise. Behold what will be at the end without end. For what other end do we have if not to reach the kingdom which has no end? 17.21 God puts us in the world to know, to love and to serve him and so to come to paradise. Beatitude makes us partakers of the natural, the divine nature, 
and of eternal life. With beatitude man enters into the glory of Christ and into the joys of the Trinitarian life. 17.22 Such beatitude surpasses the understanding and powers of man. It comes from an entirely free gift of God, whence it is called supernatural, as is the grace that disposes man to enter into the divine joy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It is true because of the greatness and inexpressible glory of God that man shall not see me and live, for the Father cannot be grasped, but because of God's love and goodness toward us, and because he can do all things, he goes so far as to grant those who love him the privilege of seeing him. For what is impossible for men is possible for God. 17.23 The Beatitude we are promised confronts us with decisive moral choices. It invites us to purify our hearts of bad instincts and to seek the love of God above all else. It teaches us that true happiness is not found in riches or well-being, in human fame or power, in any human achievement, however beneficial it may be, such as science, technology and art, or indeed in any creature, but in God alone, the source of every good and of all love. All bow down before your wealth. Wealth is that to which the multitudes of men pay an indistinctive homage. They measure happiness by wealth and by wealth they measure respectability. It is a homage resulting from a profound faith that with wealth he may do all things. Wealth is one idol of the day and notoriety is a second. Notoriety or the making of a noise in the world, it may be called newspaper fame, has come to be considered a great good in itself and a ground of veneration. 1724. The Decalogue, the Sermon of the Mount, and the Apostolic Catechesis describe for us the paths that lead to the Kingdom of Heaven. Sustained by the grace of the Holy Spirit, we tread them, step by step, by everyday acts, by the working of the Word of Christ. We slowly bear fruit in the Church to the glory of God. So very well, this whole concept today that we hear about of Beatitude, that we are called to blessedness. We are called to a holy life. We are called to a blessed life, a life of praise of God, to praise God by our being, that the root of beatitude is a blessing, and that our life has to be a blessing. And to be a blessing is not that everything goes well for us. Not at all. It is that our life itself blesses God by the way we live, by the way we go through the day, by our attitudes, by our behaviour, that it bears witness to God's goodness. This is what Christianity is about, and this is what brings us to heaven. You know, beatitude isn't something against us. It's not something that you have to do going over and above yourself. No, it's what we are made for. You know, why are we made? And again, number 1721 says it very well. It's echoing the old uh, Penny Catechism and that Baltimore Catechism, the old style Catechism, but it says it very well as they said it very well. God put us in the world to know, to love and to serve him and so to come to, Beata- and so to, come to paradise. 
to know, to love and to serve God and to go to heaven. This is why God made us. So that we can be happy. You know, God doesn't get anything out of the deal. You know, it's not that by you, I don't know, you not stealing or you not uh, looking uh, uh, at somebody with anger or with lust. It's not that God gets anything out of this. The one who gets something out of it is you. And you and those around you. That we have a law inscribed on our being. Every human person has a soul. Remember, we have a soul. We're made up of body and soul. And our soul has a law on it. And if we go against this law, we hurt ourselves. And if we go in accordance with this law, we are happy. We are joyful. We are well. We are blessed. And this is what Christ calls us to. Yes, there is the drama of sin. Yes, there is the drama of original sin and the fall. Yes, there is this tendency, this concupiscence that we have that tempts us to do wrong. But that in reality, our life comes from doing good. And the Lord calls us to do good, to be close to him, and by being close to him, to, um, to be happy, to live lives of beatitude of happiness, which is different to the happiness of the world. That's why the Beatitudes can sound so strange. And yet they are the formula that can bring us to eternal life. So very well. So we continue. We finish today reading the in brief section. In brief, 1725. The Beatitudes take up and fulfill God's promises from Abraham on by ordering them in the kingdom of heaven. They respond to the desire for happiness that God has planted in every human heart. 1726. The Beatitudes teach us the final end which God calls us, the kingdom, the vision of God, participation in the divine nature, eternal life, filiation, rest in God. 1727. The Beatitude of eternal life is gratuitous gift of God. It is supernatural as is the grace that leads us there. 1728. The Beatitudes confront us with decisive choices concerning earthly goods. They purify our hearts in order to teach us to love God above all things. 1729. The Beatitude of Heaven sets the standard for discernment in the use of the earthly goods in keeping with the law of God. Very well. And so we'll continue tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll look at number 1730 through 1733. God bless.